You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. The 76ers' insane offseason continues a month after getting a former NBA Coach of the Year. The team now has a former Executive of the Year, Daryl Morey, the new President of Basketball Operations. Wow. It says a lot about the Sixers' ownership, really putting everything into this and trying to get to get closer to a championship and they put together elite talent in both that coaching that role and the guy who's going to run your basketball side if you need more excitement about maury just look at the sustained success that he had during his time in houston that's a team that's made the playoffs eight seasons in a row so maury's someone who knows how to succeed pair him with doc and elton and all these guys who do know how to succeed and it's going to be a really special concoction in the front office in philly Instant reaction to the hiring of Daryl Morey with the one and only Tom McGinnis, the one and only Lauren Rosen, and myself, Brian Seltzer, on this special edition of the broadcast. We gather here on this 76ers podcasting forum for the second time in a month to dissect, instantly react to some major news Four weeks ago, it was Doc Rivers, a former NBA Coach of the Year, being hired as the next head coach of the Sixers. Now we have a former NBA Executive of the Year, Daryl Morey, stepping in as president of basketball operations. T-Mac, this has been a crazy, exciting, get-me-all-fired-up, get-excited type stretch for the 76ers. I think you're absolutely right, Brian. And, you know, if you were to go back to the end of August when the Sixers season abruptly ended with that first round loss to the Celtics in the playoffs and then say at that time, you know, Hey, look, by the end of October, you're going to have doc rivers and Daryl Morey leading your basketball team and the whole basketball operation. You think, what? Oh, I'll sign up for that. And that's exactly what's upon us here. 
And the first thing that I think of is, boy, the Sixers owners, Joshua Harris and, and David Blitzer and the ownership group, they're, they're all in. This is a, a really big time move. This is, as you say, an executive of the year, somebody that has really been a, a person that the entire sports world, let alone basketball, has taken note of ever since he took over in Houston. So very exciting move uh, for the Sixers, a power move for the franchise. Lauren, I know that you're always on the scroll, and that's not anything negative. I am always on the scroll as well. I feel like, T-Mac, you're increasingly on the scroll on social media too. I can't tell you how much I just love sitting back (laughs) and thumbing through and seeing all the reactions that come out when news like this hits. I mean, it it is – it was landscape-changing news in the NBA when the report first came out last week. Well, and this year obviously has been crazy on a lot of levels, but we've seen some ups and downs, and it's always exciting when you're scrolling and it feels like everything is ups. People are excited. People within the org are excited. People outside, fans are really excited about this. And you guys both mentioned it. This is someone who has just so much respect around this league that when he becomes available, I'm sure there were other teams that were interested. So it's exciting that he also felt that the Sixers were a desirable job and a desirable place to be. Not unlike what Doc Rivers said a few weeks ago. So another big fish. Um, I mean, I think Doc Rivers, Elton Brand, and Daryl Morey in your front office. Those are some powerhouse folks with a lot of different areas of expertise. And I'm really pumped to see how they're going to get along and what they're going to try to do with this exciting roster as well. I really think there is something to that, Lauren, that you just talked about. When two of the top names at their respective positions and crafts in the NBA become available, they ended up here. And for me, it helps put things into perspective after what was a tough end of the season. No one wanted to see the Sixers go out that way. It just reminds you, I feel, T-Mac, to a certain extent, that if you remove yourself from somewhat of a parochial viewpoint, you have two of the top names in their profession wanting to come here when they became available. Absolutely. It says a lot for the ownership, as I mentioned, and for the franchise as a whole, for the organization, but also the talent that is here in Philadelphia with the roster, with All-Stars and Bede and Simmons, and of course, Harris and, and Horford and, and some young players like Shake Milton and Josh Richardson. And so there, there's a lot here. And uh, again, you have the backing of ownership in terms of whatever moves might be made down the road. And let's be honest, Daryl Morey has made some huge moves uh, throughout his career. So I think at some point down the road, you got to figure you're going to tweak your roster a little bit. And I think the, the most interesting thing and, and what people would be curious to know is, is how, because he is a, a guy that looks at the numbers the way he has throughout his career, and that's what his educational background and that's what his professional background, speaking of Daryl Morey and the analytics, how the Sixers play, because there were not two different teams roster-wise and style of play-wise than the Houston Rockets and the 76ers, in that the Rockets, for a a big part of the the rest of the season, did not start a player over 6'5", 6'6", and the Sixers had the taller lineup, one toward, geared more toward defense, and the Rockets, of course, shot, you know, one of the, the highest totals in terms of threes, so the stylistic uh, influence of how Morey looks at the game is going to be an interesting thing to monitor in the months and years ahead. Couldn't agree with you more. I was going to save that topic for later, but we can start to get into it right now. Yeah, I mean, they are completely disparate styles of play between the 76ers and the Rockets, but 
I feel, especially when speaking to Houston native Lauren Rosen, as we bring up the track record of the Houston Rockets under Daryl Morey's tenure, which goes back to 2007, that was his first season, 2007-2008, was his first year as general manager, Houston is second in the NBA overall in wins during that entire period of time, 13 years, that followed his first season as general manager, and during that stretch, they made the playoffs 10 out of 13 years, but... This was with a constantly changing cast at times. There were different superstars who came in and out. And yes, since 2012 over the last eight years, James Harden has been the face of the franchise. But I feel like this has been somewhat of an adaptive roster at times that Daryl Morey was able to put together with the Rockets. And despite all that, they were still in contention. Well, it was a prolonged period of excellence. And I know excellence is a difficult word to assign to a team that didn't win a championship during that period of time but they were consistently in the playoffs. They never finished below 500. And I think that the groups that came together, like you said, looked really different over that period of time and all found a way to be at least relatively successful. Um, So as someone who grew up a Rockets fan, grew up watching Maury's teams, um, it's exciting because I'm used to watching a team that's always at least going to be good. And then at its best, this team pushed the Warriors during their prime farther than any other team did. That game seven, against the Warriors where the Rockets missed a historic amount of threes. Like the odds of that happening are so little. And if we want to talk about odds of different things happening, Daryl Morey is your guy. But that that team was so close to beating a team that was so dominant. And I think when we look back on this period of basketball, the Rockets are going to be remembered as the team that pushed the Warriors closest to the brink. So like you said, this team has a very different construction than any of those Rockets teams did. But Morey likes something about how this team looks or he wouldn't be joining us. So I think he's got these these two stars. I mean, another thing about those Rockets teams, once he got James Harden in, in 2012, which was a blockbuster deal, as we all remember, he worked for a long time to find the perfect number two. So whether that was a Dwight Howard or a Chris Paul or a Russell Westbrook, Maury likes to have two stars together. Well, now he's walking into a room where there's already two stars and they're young and they're hungry. I understand why this was an appealing stop for him, and I'm excited to see how he sprinkles his flavor onto this group. T-Mac, we alluded to the style of play and a principle and philosophy that Daryl Morley had generally in constructing his roster, but I think that maybe even before speculating about how the Sixers might play, and that's going to be a huge theme of his press conference, we're in speculation mode right now because we haven't heard from Daryl Morey yet. I think just looking at his defining traits as an executive is something that excites me. He's a guy who clearly has an eye for talent at any level, whether you're mining in the G League or you're looking for a fringe roster guy who can help you off the bench or a superstar. Maury's proven that he can identify those players and go out and get them. I mean, if you just look at his transaction history over the last 13 years, it's amazing to see some of the names that have come and gone through Houston and not only helped the Rockets while they were there, but also they were pieces that Maury was able to use and leverage to get other important parts to add to the roster. Right, and two of the names that come up uh, relative to what you're talking about for the Rockets were veteran Luis Scola and Shane Battier because, you know, Maury and this whole analytics thing, they look at things a little differently uh, than, than basketball people and personnel types in the NBA did in years past where a lot of it's based on statistics and those were winning players in Luis Scola and Shane Battier. So when you talk about rounding out the roster 
and having players that can fit together and add to a winning formula. It's players that that tick a lot of different boxes and help your team be successful. And, you know, a lot of that, not just uh, how players physically play, but the chemistry and the winning, the the combinations of of players, in other words, character and and things like that. So this guy, you know, to your point, uh, Lauren was talking about how they pushed the, the Warriors and Brian, you, you brought up the, the acquisition of Harden. Since then, they had the third most wins behind the, the Spurs and the Warriors in that chunk of time. So this is a, a, team, a, a guy who's accustomed to having his team right there on the brink. The Rockets went to the Western Conference Championship twice during that span. And adding players that add value uh, in many different areas, different elements, different components to your team is really an important part. Of, of, bearing, of building what we've always said here in Philadelphia is trying to establish sustained success and be in, be in the mix to be able to compete for a championship. And that's the type of executive that he is uh, bringing here and that experience, if you will, to Philadelphia. I think that's sustained success. Wow, that's hard to say. Sustained success is a huge thing, Tom. I totally agree with you. When we look at the playoff record, we talked about obviously making most of the playoffs during Maury's tenure with the Rockets, but that Rockets team has now made the playoffs eight years in a row, which is the longest active streak in the NBA. And yes, Philly fans want a championship. Philly leadership, the folks in the front office have been vocal about wanting a championship. But if you can ensure another eight years worth of playoffs, that's pretty good too. If that's the type of precedent you want to set, this city is going to be happy with what they get. And I do think, again, like it's never a bad thing. We talked about it with Doc Rivers. It's never a bad thing to bring in someone who is objectively great at their job. And this is someone who has shown he's one of the best at what he does. He's certainly going to add something new to the group. There's going to be some new flavor and sustained success, I think, is something that you can almost count on with a guy like Daryl Morey when you look at his track record. So again, just really exciting. I I can't speculate too much about what he's gonna do or what his plans are with the group, but if we take what we know about the Sixers existing pieces and what we know about Morey's track record, it seems like it's gonna be a really cool marriage. He's been aggressive over the course of his career, but aggressive in an effective way. And to me, that's one of the things that's most exciting. I was looking back in some older articles about him and I found one on the old Grantland website uh, about the best way to understand Daryl Morey, and there was a comparison drawn between Daryl Morey and the way that an elite player attacks the end of a game, where they're always looking for margins or openings or ways to exploit a situation to make sure that the team gets the best outcome that it possibly can. So to me, that's one of the things that's that's really promising because, um, and this isn't certainly to say anything about people who have been with the organization in the past, but I think it's an important dynamic that will continue to exist. You have a coach that, based on what we heard from Doc Rivers, is extremely hungry to taste that championship feeling again. And now your top basketball executive, who has been trying to break through in the Western Conference for the duration of his near decade and a half long tenure and time with the Houston Rockets, got to the finals twice, still hasn't been to the ultimate stage in the finals I don't know. I just really like the idea of two people in Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey being extremely hungry to get the 76ers to the next step, combined with the players hopefully being motivated by the disappointment of last year. Absolutely. And, you know, Doc Rivers, uh, during his time in Boston, they crossed paths right at the beginning of Daryl Morey's NBA career. So there's a, a relationship there. And, you know, that Elton Brand has spoken, uh, kind of intimated in years past about 
uh, Daryl Morey being one of the top executives. And so there's going to be a symmetry and a chemistry and a single-minded purpose for the Sixers to, to finish this deal, to get there and then put yourselves in a position to be successful and punch through and, and bring our city another championship. And that's going to be, and that's to Lauren's point, you know, to be in the playoffs is great that at a certain stage that's expected. And then, you know, to, and this team's already taken some steps and been turned away in the second round. And now to take it further and, and be there uh, and, and eventually break through it and win a championship, it's exciting. Maury's probably always going to have the analytics tag associated with him, but I'm not sure if we shouldn't be using words more like innovator with him more frequently and just thinking differently about how to strategically approach the game because to me again in doing some reading and just being a fan of the game and watching over the last decade decade and a half it's not like he doesn't use and this isn't to say he's the only one who's like this that he doesn't use intuition or gut feel it's just that there's a combination it seems like of that part of his thinking and then contextualization of numbers and data to either reinforce something that he's feeling in his gut or make him think about something in a different way. I'm with you, Selton. And when you think about the league over the last five to 10 years, again, the Warriors are sort of what we're going to remember from this period of time. But the volume of three-pointers attempted and three-pointers made has just grown exponentially and of course the Warriors get credit for some of that but the way that Maury has pushed the Rockets and has designed teams that are willing to shoot that way whether or not it's the philosophy he continues on in Philadelphia literally changed the game and you saw so many teams trying to emulate that model and then at the very end we talked about it at the beginning of the show the very end of his time with the Rockets, you saw that really small ball lineup where like the biggest Rocket was about the size of the smallest Sixer in a lineup. And it was decently successful. So like you said, I, I, I like the idea of him being an innovator and being unafraid to try new things and throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And what has stuck for Daryl Morey ends up being something that the rest of the league sort of has to follow suit. So you know that his innovations are actually things that have been very successful. And I'm curious to see what type of innovation he's going to bring to this group that, as we've said a few times now, looks really different from any of those Rockets teams. But the numbers, a lot of the times, have been behind them. They, they were the best at some things, and obviously they weren't the greatest at other things this year. But there are a lot of numbers that I can imagine, if I was more numerical or analytic, analytically savvy than I am, I would be excited about with this team. And I imagine it would be the same for him. And I feel like it's not just innovation, but innovation with conviction. It doesn't seem like he makes many decisions without being confident in what he's going to do. Um, Lauren, I'm wondering if you could help us get a better sense of what Daryl Morey, the public figure, is like, having grown up in Houston and probably followed the team and seen his media availabilities. What type of tone, what type of guy are we going to hear from when he takes the press conference podium as the president of basketball operations for the 76ers for the first time? Well, I'm not sure that I'm I'm the best authority on this one, but what I will say is that this guy is so smart. Anytime I've heard him talk, I, I feel like I'm soaking something up. I'm learning something new. He sees the world differently than I do. I'll be the first to admit, like my numbers game is weak. His numbers game is maybe strongest of, of, of strongest among most humans sort of alive right now. Um, I had a conversation yesterday where we discussed the fact that that Maury is a great 
front office executive in the game of basketball, but he probably could have been a great anything based on how intelligent he is. So I think that that's going to come through right away. He's just a nice guy, kind of funny and so, so smart. So that's just something personally, I love listening to people talk when they know so much more about something than I do. And I think we're definitely going to get that from Maury on a regular basis. T-Mac, one thing that I feel like you constantly harp upon and talk about when you're calling games is pointing out that at the end of the day, so much of a team or a franchise's success is about, do you have a superstar or superstars and how much can talent win out? And that's the other thing, too, about Daryl Morey and his time. He's been able to get superstars and work around those superstars. Are there any other anecdotes that, that you have about Daryl Morey that stood out from you know, your time covering the league, knowing his history with the Boston Celtics? I'm, I'm personally interested in hearing more about his time with Boston. I feel like that's going to come up now with the Doc Rivers connection. Right. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that Boston time, he started outside the organization doing work for the Boston Celtics almost like how we used to be familiar with like a, a lawyer uh, working on the legal front with an organization and then joining them uh, in, a, in a more capacity with a, a given franchise. And um, so it's absolutely about, it's not just the offense. And, you know, we kind of all think about the analytics in terms of how it relates to threes or style of play and pace, but, you know, it obviously works at the other end of the floor too. And, and in Joel Embiid, the Sixers have a player, Brian, you talk about executing and finishing games, who is one of the most efficient defensive players. And so for the Sixers, you know, there is certainly a, a theory with, with offense, the way we know it today in the NBA at large of, you know, rack up 130 points, but that's not how every game goes. You got to be able to get stops. So uh, I don't have anything specific about, you know, his teams uh, over the years in terms of, you know, what it, how it relates to this situation. But again, I think if we just circle back, you got one of the top executives in our sport. Lauren makes a great point. Like, you know, like when these guys, speaking of Maury and others, like the Sixers owners, when they're this bright, that that's smart, and then they, they get themselves wrapped around, in our case, the NBA, and, and then how to run a team and how to put all these things in place. Uh, somebody like Daryl Morey is gonna is gonna make it work, and I think it's exciting to watch it unfold here and how it all evolves over the course of the next few seasons with the Sixers. And something's got to evolve and begin to manifest itself over the next month, month and a half, depending on what you're seeing and believing in terms of the reporting that's out there right now. The NBA, the start of the twenty. 2020-2021 regular season could be coming real fast and swift and whether it's Doc Rivers getting a coaching staff and coaching plan in place or Daryl Morey figuring out what to do leading the 76ers into the draft on November the 18th that's like in less than two and a half weeks free agency to follow after that I mean that's going to be amazing to see how this all comes together but for me it's totally reassuring knowing that on the coaching side and the basketball operations side you have two guys that have proven flexible, adaptable, and have, um, prior to this uh, pandemic-induced situation we've all been in for the last eight months, just about everything the sport has had to throw at them. And I do think, Selt's another thing that I think we've alluded to, but maybe not said straight up. It's really exciting when you see a situation like what happened with Doc Rivers. He came on the market. We know other teams were interested, and he was off the market in a couple days, and it was for the Sixers. Maury, we heard, according to a lot of the reporting, 
was considering taking some time off away from the game after a really, really strenuous, I'm sure, series of years with the Rockets. It, it's it's tiring to do what these people do. And he decided against that path of rest to come join the Sixers, not unlike Doc Rivers. So I think we can't underestimate how powerful it is when when these people who are great at their jobs are also excited to do them. And these are people that are excited to work for the Sixers, excited to work with the Sixers. And it's all going to happen, I think, a lot sooner than we all think. So I'm ready. I'm pumped. I didn't just play uh, a season of basketball and, and play in the bubble. But as someone who wasn't in the bubble, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to go. And I'm really excited about the group that the Sixers have assembled. And further extending that note, T-Mac, I think what's great about these moves, whether it's Doc Rivers or now Daryl Morey, this is something that really energizes the fan base Rightfully so. It's not a stretch. I mean, these are two huge, huge gets looking ahead to this next season, seeing what's next in the path for the 76ers. No doubt about it. You know, and considering, again, if you reflect back on how the season ended. Um, and so there's been change and there had been talking about change. And now here it is. So without doubt, it's exciting. And um, again, you have a group that did not play. You were missing Ben Simmons in the playoffs. And they did not play at, at the peak of, I think, where they could compete uh, at home they did. And yet it didn't work in the playoffs. And it most definitely didn't work to the effect that they would like to do it on the road. So, you know, when you talk about Doc Rivers and, you know, the, the win total goes up almost every time he joins a franchise. And I think the energy and, the, as you say, the assistant coaches that have that added to the mix here, it's going to be – it's going to be, I think, uh, invigorating for our for our players and for our franchise and no doubt for our city based on these moves that we've been talking about. Lauren Rosen, T-Mac, appreciate once again for the second time in a month your willingness to react immediately. Who knows? I'm not sure what else we could have instant reaction to over the next couple weeks or months or so before the season starts, but we'll be on standby in case there is. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. It would also be very remiss of me to not highlight one more time Elton Brand inking a multi-year contract extension as the 76ers general manager. Listen, for my money, I think the dude is outstanding. He's so well-respected, not just within the Sixers, but around league circles as well. And I'm really excited to see what he and Daryl Morey can do together. Continuing coverage of Daryl Morey's hiring will roll on along the rest of this week. Here on the 76ers Podcast Network feed, we will have reaction to the introductory day press conference, which will feature Morey, Brand, Doc Rivers, and Josh Harris. So be on the lookout in your feeds. I'm Brian Seltzer. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See ya. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.